Welcome to the Solo to CEO podcast for female coaches who are ready to focus on their expertise and scale their business while their systems do the rest. I'm your host, Rebecca Marioki, a systems and automations expert with a knack for anything on a spreadsheet, a mom of three beautiful kids, including twins, a wife and a business owner. For years, I wanted to be in control of my income and wealth while making impact, but I struggled to see how I could do this while working my hectic corporate job. I dabbled into the online business world, but soon realized that the overwhelm of wearing all the hats in my business meant that I couldn't run things the way I had always done. And that's why I started this podcast, to show you the possibilities of where you could take your coaching business with the right systems in place to better manage your tasks, teams, clients, you name it. Tune in every week for actionable steps to help you go from busy solopreneur to boss CEO so you can scale your business with ease, stay in your zone of genius and have the time to do the things that light you up. Let's get started. Okay, popping in here really quickly to share a new resource that I know is absolutely going to blow your mind. Insert the mind blown emoji right here. (laughs) I am introducing a brand spanking new resource called the Find Your Project Management Mojo Quiz. I get it. Running a business, serving clients and wearing all the hats in your business is fun at first until you realize that your business has become your life. If you're wondering how to escape this hustle mentality, get more time freedom and white space in your calendar and scale your business CEO style, this quiz is just for you. Think of it. What would you do with an extra two hours every week? Would you take a well-needed break? Would you brainstorm your next million dollar idea? Would you bake a cake? Okay, I just had to put that in there because I love baking. Or would you spend more time with your family? By taking this two-minute quiz, I can assure you that if you follow the steps to leveling up your system of managing your day-to-day tasks based on your quiz results, you are going to get back two hours of your work week guaranteed. Once you get your customized success plan, which will be delivered into your inbox after completing the quiz, drop me a DM on Instagram and tell me one thing you've learned about your mojo. I cannot wait to see you take this quiz and get the resources that you need to scale your business like the CEO that you truly are. So head over to rebeccak.co forward slash quiz and take the quiz right away. Let us get you to scaling minus the burnout plus the time freedom that you've been dreaming of. Today we are chatting with Brittany Giorgio on why you need a VA to scale your business, how to prepare your business to hire a VA virtual assistant, and the tools that Brittany uses in her virtual assistant business, and lastly, how to choose the right virtual assistant for your business. Now, Brittany is an executive virtual assistant who's on a mission to change the status quo of the industry. Brittany serves small business owners, mainly women-owned, and she prides herself in changing the virtual assistant experience one client at a time. And when you listen to this interview, you will definitely know why. Brittany lives in the beautiful Hudson Valley, New York, with her three boys, husband, and two rescue cats. She is a holistic advocate and loves the importance of using foods as medicine, as well as living a clean, organic lifestyle. 
When she's not running her business, you can find her hiking, finding new adventures, and cooking a homely meal with her family. You are going to love this show, so please get your notebook and pen out and let's get right on to it. Welcome, Brittany, to the show. I am super excited to get this conversation started. I know we've wanted to do this for a while, so welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Rebecca. I'm so thrilled to be here. Uh, How are you? I'm doing great, enjoying this beautiful weather we have here in New York today. So that's definitely a plus. Yay! Yeah. (laughs) Before the fall comes in, so enjoy it to the most. Absolutely. That's what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So why don't you go ahead and tell us more about your journey, who you are, and what your business is all about. Absolutely. Thank you. So my name is Brittany and I am an executive virtual assistant. I own my own business and I've been in the VA space for quite some time, many years. And my road started really when I was working for a corporate company in California. I think it really started a little bit before that too, when I developed just an overwhelming love and passion for helping small business owners. And Then the opportunity presented itself in California, and I live here in New York, so my role was actually virtual with the company. So before, you know, COVID and everything became virtual, I was working virtual for many years. So I was with this company, and I really just loved my core job. I ran two departments, and uh, one was a customer care department, Mm -hmm. and the other was a wholesale department. Mm -hmm. And... Within the wholesale space, I really got to work with small business owners, boutiques and spas and so on and so forth. And Mm -hmm. it really just became such a passion of mine to do that. And I knew that I had to do it in a greater way, if you will. So I started my own business and it just brings me here today. And I'm able to work with the most amazing clients and business owners and help them with the day-to-day tasks, the more administrative tasks that Mm -hmm. can often fall by the wayside. Yes, yes, I can totally relate to that, especially when you are in the earlier stages transitioning into a business that's maybe growing faster than you had expected and having to wear all the hats. I can totally relate to the admin stuff, just, you know, taking the backseat. And I see that a lot, even with my own clients. So I love that you're supporting women entrepreneurs in that very crucial part of their business. Yes, it's such a joy. And it's so exciting because I really love to do that work. I know Mm -hmm. people stop and think, oh, administrative stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's what makes your business run. Yes. And like you said, wearing all the different hats, it's exhausting. It is. And if I can take that burden off of your plate, Mm -hmm. it just makes me so happy. (laughs) Exactly. So I know you are very passionate about just making people aware of the importance of having a VA, especially when you're trying to scale your business and how you can have a virtual assistant and a team as a really important asset. And I know in the past, VAs have had, you know, a bad rap. And tell us more about where that has originated from and what are maybe some of the horror stories you've heard from your clients when it comes to outsourcing to VAs? Because typically your virtual assistant is usually your first hire. 
Um, and so it could be a make or break experience in terms of the hiring and even just having another team member to support you. With. Right. Yeah. I'm so glad that you brought this up because it's so true. You know, it's hard to say exactly where it originated from, um, but I'm hearing it more and more, especially, you know, during the pandemic and right when COVID hit. And I think, you know, everybody wanted to go virtual, right? And people didn't want to go into an office anymore and they wanted to be virtual or they are, you know, a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad and they were looking for a new source of income and everybody just kind of hopped on that virtual assistant bandwagon. Yeah. And I say this with so much love and as gentle as I can, but in this space in particular, you have to do your research. You have to have the background, Mm -hmm. you know, administrative background, management background. You have to know your role when it comes to systems Mm -hmm. and you have to do your research a little bit. So I found that those components were being skipped altogether and people were having excitement and they were, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm going to be a virtual assistant. I'm going to help people, you know, yeah, and it just falls flat because they didn't do the research. Mm -hmm. So you have that component of it. And then on the other end with small business owners, like you mentioned, yes, virtual assistants are usually your first hire. They're your first team member. It's exciting. But what the small business owner doesn't take entirely into consideration, and I hate to use that wording, but I feel that it's true, is they don't look at it you know, from an investment standpoint and look at what a talented assistant could do for them mm-hmm. and help them prioritize and own certain tasks and form that team to launch their business. Mm-hmm. So they often think, I need help. I need help now, but I need really inexpensive help. And they outsource from other countries. Mm-hmm. Now, that is 100% fine if mm-hmm. that fits your business model. I have, you know, no problem with that. You know, I have friends that have done it and they've had great success. Mm-hmm. That is amazing for them. For the most part, it's tough, right? Because you have time barriers, you have language barriers, mm-hmm. you have someone that doesn't really know how to utilize those systems, Yeah, you know? And again, I hate to use these words, but from years in the space, these, you know, circumstances are just what I've seen. Mm. It's tricky. And it's, these are new waters to navigate for a lot of business owners. So on their end, you know, you really have to take your time and get to know who you're bringing onto your team Mm -hmm. because they are really going to be the heartbeat of your business, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you need to take that time and make sure this person can help you, that this person has the background and the knowledge to help you Mm -hmm. and will be an asset to you versus a hindrance. Yes. Oh my goodness. I feel like you're preaching to the unconverted because I see this a lot and I'm not saying this out of a place of judgment. I'm from a corporate background and whenever we have to hire a new team member, we go through so many background checks. We go through interviews. There is, you know, aptitude tests. There's so much that goes on before you eventually have that confidence that this is the right person for your team. And I think what you're saying absolutely applies in the online entrepreneurial world as well. It's all about getting to know that person and 
being sure that they're the right people and not just posting something on Facebook. And when 500 people respond, you just randomly pick someone because you're coming from that place of panic. And oh my goodness, I need help like ASAP. Yes, I understand that that's what's happening right now. And it's a little sad. And you know, I feel terrible for some of these business owners, Mm -hmm. I just want to reach out Mm -hmm. to them and give them a huge hug and let them know it will be okay. And that's why just those systems and you, I don't even have to tell you because you know how crucial those systems are. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a protocol in place for yourself as a business owner and as a virtual assistant, Mm -hmm. it needs to be held on both sides. Protocols are everything. Mm -hmm. Take the time out, develop what you want in somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, develop those systems and protocols and it's going to make a world of difference. Exactly. Oh my goodness. I love what you are saying because a lot of times people don't realize that hiring, you need to have the systems first before you can hire. Otherwise, it's just going to be a disaster and you might even end up doing more of the work than the work you're supposed to outsource because you're micromanaging these people. You don't have a system. They're frustrated as well because they don't have the clarity on what's expected of them. And then there's all this back and forth, you know, miscommunication, things that could be avoided if you had the protocols, the processes, and a proper system to help you manage your team. Exactly. Can't stress that enough how important that is. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when I work with a client, and because nine times out of 10, I'm their first team member that they bring on. So when I work with my clients, they don't really have their protocol and I help them create it. And it's really, it's just kind of magical the way it takes a form of its own and mm-hmm. how it just all unfolds. And it's eye-opening for me just as much as it's eye-opening mm-hmm. for them. And I've been doing this for a long time. So it's really great mm-hmm. to help them implement and develop protocols and then just kind of utilize that and dive right into the organization aspect of it. It's really a beautiful thing. agree. So maybe the listeners are kind of, they know that they need to get someone to help them, especially if you're in that stage where, you know, you're increasingly having more responsibilities, maybe you're having more clients to handle. But when is the best time to hire a virtual assistant based on your experience? So based on my experience, I would say the best time to hire someone, a virtual assistant, it would be when you know that tasks are falling by the wayside. Mm -hmm. When you know that you can't really give your 100% in every single admin task. Mm -hmm. If you can't devote 100% with your social media, your email marketing, your organization, your spreadsheets. Mm -hmm things like that, you really need to reach out and just at least, you know, if you don't hire a virtual assistant or some help for your company or business, at least have a consult with somebody Mm -hmm. and just get a feel for them where it can go. Mm -hmm. You know, you want somebody to be aligned with your vision and you might not be ready for it. Mm -hmm. Even when all your tasks are falling by the wayside, you still might not be ready, but at least that seed will be planted and you know, Mm -hmm. it will be okay. You've spoken to someone, you feel a little bit better, maybe six months from now, maybe a year from now, you'll know where you want to go with your business or company. Agreed. So one of the questions I get a lot is, you know, I have all these tasks, but I just don't know which ones I should be delegating, which ones maybe I should automate. 
How do you know what you should be outsourcing at each different stage in your business to a virtual assistant? Because I kind of feel like, especially if it's a general virtual assistant, they can do quite a number of different things. So sometimes it gets a bit overwhelming for business owners to have that intel on what exactly they should be giving their virtual assistant to do and what they should be keeping for themselves to do. Right. That's a great question. It's kind of very open-ended question because I would say it depends on the business mm-hmm. and it depends on the business owner, really. Mm-hmm. It depends what they really love to do and yes. what they don't love to do. So that's truly is so open-ended. But I would say tasks like organization. I, in all the years I've been doing this, I have not met a business owner that loves to be organized. <laughs> right? Or that knows even what systems and tools to use. Mm -hmm. So when they bring me on or we consult and I bring up Asana to them, Mm -hmm. it's like a whole new world. So they've never heard of that platform. Mm -hmm. And then we start using it together and their minds are just completely blown. So spreadsheets, reporting, tracking, I would say that that falls under the organization, you know, folder, Mm -hmm. if you will. So generally things of that nature. And then I've also met some business owners that they don't like to really, I say this again, so gentle, Mm -hmm. but their favorite thing is not working with their customers or their clients. They would prefer Mm -hmm. for somebody really great with people to just kind of hold their clients' hands or hold their customers' hands through the process. So it really does depend on the owner, to be very honest. Yeah, that's an interesting point because I think everyone has a different zone of genius or thing that they're good at. And I like what you said about knowing what you like doing because you want to focus more of your energy on the things that bring you joy, right? And even though organization is, maybe it's even something you like doing, but you just don't have the time because you're busy focusing on the things that you're best at, then that's an indication that that's something that you probably should be getting a team member to do for you once you have the capacity to do that. Exactly. And, you know, it just so happens that I work with a lot of women business owners and they have families Mm -hmm. and they're working 50 plus hours a week and they have a family and their kids and they want more time. They want that calendar freedom to spend with their families. And that, Mm -hmm. you know, if you are a woman business owner and you have a family and you're wanting that calendar freedom, Mm -hmm. you need to really look into getting some help. 100% agree. Some people even get surprised when I tell them that I have a VA who helps me with organizing my business, even though organizing is something we both teach and talk about, right? Right. But because we're handling so many different things, um, it's okay to hand over that other thing to a virtual assistant who is going to be more than capable of supporting you while you focus on, I like to call them the CEO level activities that only you can do, that only you can direct as the owner and as, you know, the CEO of your business. Right. And, you know, you'll feel so much better handing those tasks over. It might be really hard at first. You are going to want to hold those reins. You are not going to want to let, you know, this Mm -hmm. this strange team member take over everything. But once you do, it's all about baby steps, right? But once you let go of those reins and you have a well-oiled machine and you trust the person you're working with, 
it's just going to create a whole new world for you. And speaking on that transition, how do you ease your clients into that transition of onboarding you as, you know, their executive virtual assistant? Obviously, at the start, there'll always be, you know, some sort of friction. But what are the things that you would say have really helped you in getting onto the running track and getting off with your clients without necessarily being in that phase for too long? So my approach is one of extreme gentleness and honesty. I come from a place where we do not have good communication if we don't have very transparent, open, honest, almost like a loving rapport you know, that's going to be tricky. So I come from a place where, you know, communication is everything. And I sit down with them. I mean, Mm -hmm. I will be on a two hour consult sometimes with my clients, because that's what it takes. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I'm fine with that. And I want to hold their hand and let them know your business is in good hands. It will be okay. Yes. So the way that I start things out is they're usually with very long consults, which is great. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And then I implement Voxer. So Voxer or Slack or things like that. I try to steer away, and this is great for any virtual assistants listening. Mm -hmm. I try to steer away from letting them know they can text me on my personal phone. And that's really hard for me because I'm a very loving person. And at the end of the day, I would love for everybody to text me. But I have a family and I have to keep those boundaries. Yes. So I use programs like Slack and Voxer and I'm Mm -hmm. day to day. I'm checking in with you every morning. Like, hey, I'm just checking in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z for you today. If you feel comfortable giving me something else, let me know. If not, I'll check in with you tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. So first it's a daily check-in, then that becomes Mm -hmm. weekly. Mm -hmm. And what I found really effective for myself and my business is that, you know, I want to get on that Zoom call once a week with you because we need to have a meeting. I call it a touch base Mm -hmm. and we need to see each other face to face and just, you know, again, we're building that relationship. Mm -hmm. It is more than just hiring help. Yes. You are building a beautiful relationship. And I love all of my Mm -hmm. clients and I care about them greatly. And I care about their businesses Mm -hmm. so much. Their business becomes my business. And I want to see them succeed. I want to help them reach their goals. And that requires a lot of communication. Mm -hmm. Now, this might not be a you know a strong point for every virtual assistant out there, but it's what I think is key. And it is why that I believe a lot of virtual assistant relationships and business owner relationships don't work out in the end. I agree with that. And just thinking of even in my corporate background, having that time to work on the softer skills on that relationship is going to help you in being so much more effective when it comes to delivering on the actual tasks that you want your team to do because they trust you, you trust them. There's kind of that relationship that needs to be the base of everything before you get into the whole performance and the actual hardcore things that you want them to do well at. And what you've said is so special because I think a lot of people don't see virtual assistants as people who are part of their business. They see them as, you know, it's me, it's my business, it's my virtual assistant who's just coming to help me do X, Y, and Z, as opposed to 
a crucial component of their overall business strategy. How do you get your clients to kind of change their perception? By what I just really talked about is just open and honest communication. And mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, Rebecca, they figured it out for themselves. Oh, wow. They had somebody else and it didn't work out and there was no communication. And, you know, so I am just always transparent in a very gentle way. Mm-hmm. And I give my clients the heads up too, like, mm-hmm. hey, if I need to just rein you in a little bit, oh, is yes. that okay? You know, so there's always just that beautiful, you know, relationship. And so they usually have it all figured out. You know, they brought somebody else on, it didn't work. And then they meet with me and they're like, wow, this is totally different. You know, because you just, you have to have that communication. So that's really what it boils down to. That's kind of the secret sauce in the VA space is that very transparent communication. Yes. So what you're saying is so key, communication, building that trust and that relationship so that you can be more effective in the day-to-days and having that touch base. I like that is so key because it's not just about doing the task. It's also about making sure that you're gelling with the business owner's way of how they want to do things. And the best way to do that is by communicating, touching base and getting that feedback on a continuous basis. Exactly. And it's, you know, I often talk with other virtual assistants and you have to really use your voice and you don't have to do it in a gruff, abrupt way. There's a very, you can speak gently. You Mm -hmm. know, I know people can. (laughs) Yeah. I know it can be really difficult sometimes, but finding your voice is really important. And, you know, knowing your worth and knowing what you can bring to the table as a virtual assistant is, is extremely important as well. Mm -hmm. I've come into some situations where, you know, the business owner, and this is okay, because this is what the stigma is out there. And there's a lot of miscommunication and misinformation Mm -hmm. about virtual assistants, just being a personal virtual assistant. And if you're not a dedicated PA, a dedicated personal assistant, then if somebody has brought you onto the team as a virtual assistant, you have to know your worth and Mm -hmm. find your voice with that. It's crucial. So important. And onto a question that has just come into my mind. What's your view on outsourcing versus having someone as part of your team as kind of an employee? Because I know there's different models to do it, but which one from your experience works best? So again, that really depends on the business owner and what they're looking for. In a lot of situations, a virtual assistant is the best fit. And in some situation, you know, the employee full-time, however, the business owner wants to work it is the best fit. It really depends on what they're looking for. It depends on what their budget is. I know a lot of benefit things and insurance things involved there. So it really does depend. Mm -hmm. What I think is so special about my business, because I can only speak for myself and eventually what my firm will look like is we will just bring an extremely personal touch to things. And I think that when you have an employee And they're great, right? I'm not, obviously, this all comes from a place of love. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you find employees get complacent. They Mm -hmm. know it's a done deal. They're in the door. They have a great job. They're full-time, part-time, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard for them to give their 100%. And it's hard for anybody to give 100% every single day. That's really a tricky thing to do. But I, you know, what makes my business special 
in the long run is you're getting such a personal touch that an employee might not be able to deliver. Now they might be able to deliver and that's amazing all around, Mm. but you need that personal touch. You need someone that is just as invested in your business as you are. Mm. And that's just the name of the game in the virtual assistant space. And I think the experience also that someone like you would bring is immeasurable because you've worked with a number of different businesses in the online space. So you obviously have seen around what works and what doesn't, as opposed to someone you're employing who you then have to invest so much more time in upskilling and helping them get up to speed. And they also have to be quite proactive in doing the research. So I think there's a lot of pros and cons, but especially if you're starting out, I would definitely say having someone who already has the experience, who can just come on and help you do the thing is so, so much more of a better use of your time initially as you work on building those capabilities in-house, if that's what you want eventually. Right. And that's what makes working with the small business owners just so special. And you together watch Mm -hmm. that business Mm -hmm. grow and you eventually become a really Mm -hmm. integral part of that team. And these are long lasting relationships. You know, you're not, Mm -hmm. you know, some virtual assistants might just take on ad hoc projects and tasks and things of that nature. But when you become an integral part of somebody's team, you're with them for the long haul. It's not just short term, three months and see you later. Yeah, You know, it's really quite interesting how it all flourishes and unfolds. Now onto something I know everyone finds exciting. You talked a bit bit about some of the tools that you use. So what are your favorite tools that you like supporting your clients with or the ones that you use in your own business? So Asana is definitely number one. (laughs) Oh, yes. So much love for it. (laughs) I know you and I have talked about this so many times. Yeah. It's life-changing. Mm-hmm. When I was first introduced to Asana several, several years ago, mm-hmm. I actually started using it for my personal life. Mm-hmm. And I would put my bills in there and some of my kids' information and just like household items mm-hmm. and, and things. And then I started really utilizing it for my business. And then I started implementing it for my clients. So Asana, hands down, yeah. is my favorite. It's great for communication. It's great for content, graphics, organization. I rely heavily on it for content and communication and just making sure the team is on the same page and you can tag people on your team. It's it's perfect. It really is such a perfect platform to use. I also really rely heavily on Voxer. It's a communication platform and they have... I love Voxer. Yeah, a two-way calling feature, um, the walkie-talkie feature rather. So that's really amazing. That's very helpful. Mm. And really, believe it or not, I know this might sound a little silly, but I also rely really heavily in the drive, in the Google Drive. All of my spreadsheets and documents come from the drive. And it's great, especially when you do hire that VA Mm. or your first team member, because you can so easily share it with other people. It's the click of a button. Yes. And it stops you from having those files all over the place. Like you don't have to keep your files on your hard drive, put it all on the cloud and you can access it from your phone. And like you said, share it so easily with your clients. So it's such a powerful tool that I think doesn't get talked about enough. 
Exactly. It really is. It just sounds so silly because it's probably so second nature to so many people, but it is a great tool. Mm -hmm. And then I think my last tool, because I feel like this doesn't get talked about enough, is copper. Copper is a really great CRM tool for just to organize your customers and clients and you can email from there and you can have the team all be on the same. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a sauna, but in a CRM build. So copper is a really great one. Is that similar to Dubsado, HoneyBook? Are those kind of related? You know, I've never been in Dubsado yet. I want to. It's on my list. It's on my list. Okay. Interesting. It probably is. A, A lot of CRMs are pretty much similar. Most of them are similar, especially if a lot of people are using them and it's backed by a company that's doing well. So you just have to figure out, I guess, what works for you and what works with your working style. So I'm definitely going to look into Kappa. I've never heard of it. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, it's great. It's really great. And it's very user-friendly. So easy. Wow. Nice. Just moving on to any final tips you would like to share with entrepreneurs, our female business owners, when it comes to looking for the right VA for their business? I think the main point would be just so much patience. I know as a business owner, that's so hard to do, especially when you're Mm -hmm. exhausted and you're just go, go, go all the time and you have no time. Frustration, chaos, overwhelm, you can really be feeling all of those feelings. That is true. So I would say patience just breathe and know it will be okay. If you don't find your perfect VA today, this week, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and reaching out and networking and asking other people for help, coming to you, certainly you are an amazing resource for so many female entrepreneurs. Thank you. So just reaching out and just know that it's going to be okay. Yeah. And you know, don't be afraid to have a long conversation with somebody and you can let them know. So you both can block out your calendar appropriately. Mm. You can let them know, Hey, do you mind being on a call with me for about an hour? I would love to get to know you better because it's not, again, I've personally found that in the VA space, it's not so much an interview. Mm -hmm. It's getting to know that person and building that relationship because this person's going to be working with you and in your business in a very intimate way even though it's all virtual, you're still very, probably a little bit more involved than an employee would be that is in the office with you or in your brick and mortar with you. Just a lot of patience, a lot of breathing Mm -hmm. and be organized. Know what you're looking for. Take an hour or so, create that protocol for yourself. Know what you're looking for in a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to voice that opinion as a business owner. Do not be afraid to voice that opinion. Stand your ground with whoever you're looking for and really visualize in your mind what he or she looks like so that you know when you find your perfect fit. Yes. So just having that long-term vision and being patient, I think it comes from that place of panic. I think that's where people kind of get it wrong. Hiring from that place of panic, as opposed to, like you're saying, having your protocols, giving yourself time and being patient and looking for the right person. It doesn't have to be within an hour or a day. Even if it takes like a whole month to find that perfect person, it's going to be a much better outcome for you than, you know, just trying to wing it and then getting the panic afterwards. 
Exactly. And it's so worth it in the end because you will know your perfect mm-hmm. fit and you will be able to work so well together with your VA. Mm-hmm. The difference is so dramatic. Cause like you mentioned before, you know, you see it all over social media. Somebody posts for help and you get 500 comments Yes, and the poor business owner doesn't, they're like, Oh my goodness, what do I do? I know you have nowhere to start. Like you don't even have criteria on what you're looking for. And that's why I say it comes from this place of panic because you have no protocols. You have no way of filtering that list. And so people just end up randomly picking maybe the person who's the cheapest or maybe the first person that responds, you know, all those different things. Exactly. And in the end, it just doesn't do the owner any good because you know, chances are that relationship is not going to last. Amazing. So tell us about where we can find you. And I am sure some business owners who are going to listen to this know that they've been needing a VA. So how can people get to work with you from that perspective? So my website is still in the making. I'm super excited for that, but it is still in the raw stages. Best way right now would just be to email or even text or call me. Email is info at brittanygregorio.com. People can feel free to text me anytime, 914-299-7103. And I also have wonderful pages on Facebook. I have a business page, uh, Brittany Gregorio. I have a private page. If you reach out, we can get you in the group. You can find me on Instagram. I always drop little nuggets of knowledge here and there for the business owner. So don't be shy. Reach out. Even if you know you're not ready for this next step in your business and in your life, just have that conversation so you know what a VA could potentially do for your business further down the line. Oh, that is so helpful. Thank you so much. And I will drop the link to your private Facebook group in the show notes for anyone who is interested in joining your community. So lastly, we usually ask two fun questions. So tell us firstly, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Oh my goodness. Putting me on the spot here. (laughs) If I had a superpower... I would say, I know it's so cliche. I'm sure so many people say it. I would say to fly. If I could fly, I would. I've always been super connected with birds. (laughs) Another fun fact, I especially the blue heron, I have them in my yard all the time. And I'm just really obsessed with birds. Mm. So I definitely think flying, just to fly with them would be incredible. That's also the one I would choose. So I don't think it's cliche. I think it's amazing to be able to just be in the skies and be able to move around so quickly. Yeah, it's special. It's definitely special. It is. And secondly, tell us who is your favorite cartoon superhero? My favorite cartoon superhero. Mm-hmm. Does Pinky and the Brain count? Yes. Do you remember Pinky and the Brain? Oh, man. The last time I heard about that was probably when I was like 10 or so. Does it still show on TV? I don't think so. Oh. I mean, aside from all the Avengers who we love and we're totally an Avenger household, I really loved Pinky and the Brain when I was little. That's a new one that we found out. Nice, interesting. So thank you so much, Brittany, for being on the show. I highly appreciate it. 
And thank you so much for sharing all the value and just opening our eyes to what's possible when you have a strong virtual assistant in your team to help you take your business to the next level. Thank you so much, Rebecca. This was amazing. You are amazing. You're Thank welcome. you so much for having me on your show. You're welcome. Hi, before you leave, I want to give you an exclusive invite into my Facebook group, the Solo to CEO community for female coaches, where I go live weekly to give you my tips, tactics, and strategies to help you unlock your next level business with the power of profitable systems and automations. If you like what you hear on the podcast, I go in there even deeper in the community to help you scale your business faster and get even more clients with systems that are designed to scale your business. Sounds like something you need? Jump in by clicking rebeccak.co forward slash community in your browser or check out the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to connect and welcome you in there. In the meanwhile, do share my podcast with your fellow business besties and tag me in your Insta stories while you're at it at this is Rebecca K. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. Bye for now. Thank you.